Proverbs 31. Proverbs 31. Several weeks ago, the Lord gave me this message, but I didn't know when to preach it. And, um, and, um, but I feel very led to preach it tonight. After church today, I went home, had several messages on my heart. I feel very led of the Lord tonight to go this direction. Proverbs 31, the thought I would like to, to speak about tonight is the lack of godly ladies. The lack of godly ladies. Now I realize I'm on dangerous ground tonight. But, but my intention tonight is not to, not to preach at the ladies. But, but to preach about how important that a godly lady is. So please join me in prayer and, and we'll get into the word of God. Heavenly Father, we certainly need you every hour. I pray, Lord God, that you once again will meet with us tonight, speak to our hearts, and help us, God, every person in here, to be conformed to your glory. May your will be done in this hour. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As most of you, if not all of you know, Mary and I, we were missionaries living in Asia and working in Asia for nine years. And periodically, especially when there was some situation with the police in China or so forth, we would have to disappear from there for a little while and come back to the States and let things calm down. And every time that we would come here, um, back to the States, Mary and I would both comment to each other that every time we came back, America was more and more and more declining. The America that we remembered, the things that we remembered, when we returned, it was worse. It wasn't better. But then, to be honest with you, my friends, as Mary and I would travel to many churches, the churches would get weaker. The stands would get weaker. And, and we would notice that. Then when we came back this time, I'll never forget, I was in Asheboro, North Carolina. And, and I was at a new church that I'd never been to before. The pastor contacted me and, and he, he said that he would get a motel for me to stay in and have me preach the morning service. And I got there that night and as I was walking into the motel, I, 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 there was a, a, a woman. To be honest with you, I, I can't call her a lady. But she came out, and, and I noticed that the smoking, and the foul language, and, and the, the clothing that she barely had on any clothing, and the clothing that she had was way too small for her. And then just the, the foul language and no ladylike tendencies. And I noticed it, and it was very sad to me. And as I walked in that night and I pondered this and I pondered this, God began to work in my heart about preaching about this. But then as I would go to the different stores, Ingalls or, or Bilo or Walmart, everywhere I go, I started to see the same thing. And, I, and it was like, um, like when, when I was in Vietnam. I, the Matthews girls are here. I know their father. He's a good friend of mine. He's visited me and Mary in Korea. And me and, and several brothers, we would visit their father in, in Vietnam. And when I was in Vietnam, I noticed as we, as we would take taxis and go down the road, one thing you barely ever see is a baby. 
I don't know where they're all at. I asked a bunch of people. They didn't know where they were either. But you've never seen many babies. And, and um, you've seen a lot of people, but every now and then you'd see a baby and it would stand out because they, it was so rare to see a baby, at least where I was. But everywhere that I, I would go over these months, i just seen the lack in society of a godly lady. And my heart is moved tonight because, ladies, I want to encourage you that you are very important. This goes back to the book of Genesis. When God created a man and a woman, and he created them very differently from the beginning. Genesis. The Bible says, the Bible calls the first book the book of Genesis, which means the book of the beginnings. And in Genesis, we find the first woman. She was created feminine. She was created tender. She was created soft. She was created to be a mother. After the fall, she was, she was to be subservient to her husband and to the Lord, according to his will. And as we read through the Bible, God teaches us about what is a godly woman. And I see the absence in society. And because of that absence, look at the decay that is in society. A lot of people didn't have a godly mama. A lot of people didn't have a praying mama. And so because of that, their life has been greatly impacted with that missing from it. And so to my goal tonight is to preach to the ladies about how important they are and how important it is that ladies fulfill what God said a lady was to be. And so I don't know, I don't remember if I prayed, but I want you to pray with me again because I, my heart is very moved tonight to go this direction. And I would like to pray that perhaps this would help somebody tonight. Please join me again in prayer. Lord God, I pray that you will speak to us and help us and all of the precious ladies here tonight. Use them for your glory to impact people for the glory of God. Lord Jesus, may your will be done in this hour. In your holy name I pray, amen. I would like to start just by reading through what the word of God says here in Proverbs 31. Starting in verse number 10. Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. The first thing I see here is that this woman is very rare. It's so rare, or she is so rare, that the word of God said, who can find her? You know what I desire for tabernacle? I desire that people can say there's a whole church full of them at Tabernacle. Amen? But here the word of God said, who can find this woman? Who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies? She's very, very rare. But not only is she rare, but we see her value here. Her value exceeds money. Her value exceeds jewels. Her price is far above rubies. This word far tells, it speaks of being a vast difference. And so there is a, there is a vast space 
between that of having many rubies and the price of a virtuous woman. This very rare and this very valuable lady. That's who I'm talking to tonight. Then it said here, the heart, verse number 11, the heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. Ladies, tonight as I read this verse, I think about many men who wish that they had married a woman like this. I think about many men who wish they had found a woman like this. But they live in pain and they live in regret because they didn't find this woman who was rare. They didn't find this woman of great value. But rather they found a woman who tore out their heart, who crushed their soul, who destroyed their life, who caused pain. Now, I understand that's not the case in every case, but I'm speaking in context tonight of what the Bible verses say. Who can find a virtuous woman? She's very rare. For her price is far above rubies. Far. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her. Ladies, God wants you to be the type of woman where your husband has no fear, no concern, no question as to your loyalty to him and to God. The heart of her husband does safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. This teaches us how she is trustworthy. The next verse says, she will do him good and not evil. But notice these last words, all the days of her life. This is not based on circumstances. This is based on a woman who has gotten with God and she has given her heart to the Lord. And her heart is God. I'm going to honor this man. I'm going to follow this man. I'm going to be the wife to this man and the mother to the children that you want me to be. And so every day, no matter the circumstance, whether rain or shine, money or none, she shall do him good all the days of his life, of her life. We see here she's faithful. You know that word faithful, you study it. Trustworthy, true, sure at all times. That's what God desires of a virtuous woman. But let's continue. He said, she seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. Worketh willingly with her hands. We see here, she is like the merchant's ships. She bringeth her food from afar. I see two things here. Verse number 13, she seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly. She's a hard worker. Just because the Bible tells the, the difference between a man and a woman does not mean that a woman is lazy or of no value. She has a very, very biblical and direct purpose designed by God. This woman 
is protecting her husband and his heart and their home and their children and their family. And she's working hard to do that. But notice here, she is like the merchant's ships. She bringeth her food from afar. She's diligent. She's diligent. She is focused. She is dedicated on accomplishing what God would have her to do. As we continue to read, she riseth also, verse 15, she riseth also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. I see here her concern for others, her concern for her family, her concern for those who serve her, her maidens. But then I see here her servant's heart. She, she riseth also while it is yet night. I just want to stop and say, I'm thankful that I feel like I have a wife like this. But I want to say, ladies, that's what every husband wants of their wife. But more than that, that's what God wants of a godly woman. Amen? Verse 16. She considereth a field and buyeth it. Oh, my. I remember being in Korea and Mary would go to the grocery store. And she'd walk through the aisles. Her eyes are probably this big right now. But she would walk through the aisles and she would buy something. And, and, and it would be just a few cents cheaper than the other. She's like, I'm going to get that one. I'm, I'm like, love, you, you don't have to save three cents. And she said, well, the Bible said she considereth a field and buyeth it. I never forgot that. I never forgot that. This woman, she's smart. She's wise. She's good with money. It goes back to that being trustworthy. She considereth the field and buyeth it. With the fruit of her hands, she planteth a vineyard. Notice verse number 17. She girdeth her loins with strength. And strengtheneth her arms. I see here that this woman is strong. And as I dig into this Bible verse, I think about a lady who gets alone with God. You know, the Bible said that she riseth while it's yet night. I have a feeling this woman, she rose up that early to go to get in the closet with God. To seek God in his word and in prayer. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Verse number 18, her candle goeth not out by night. She has discernment. This is a godly woman. This is a holy woman. This is a woman dedicated unto the Lord. She layeth her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold the distaff. This woman is capable and educated. When she doesn't know how to do something, she learns how. She studies to take care of her home. She prepares herself to take care of her family. Verse number 20, she stretcheth out her hand to the poor. Yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. This woman, she's merciful. She has mercy. 
Her heart is moved with compassion for other people. Can, men, can you imagine tonight if all there was on this earth was masculinity? How horrible it would be. But God created women to be feminine. It brings beauty. She is not afraid of the snow for her household. For all her household are clothed with scarlet. This woman, she's fearless. She's not afraid. She's not moved by the circumstances. She prepares early. She takes care of her home. Notice verse 22. In verse 23, she maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. Do you catch that? Her testimony is so strong. She's such a godly woman. She's so on top of what God would have her to do. She's so surrendered in her will and in her way. She's so surrendered unto the Lord. And her testimony is so powerful that it elevates her husband. Verse 24. She maketh fine linen and selleth it and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. Strength and honor are her clothing and she shall rejoice in time to come. This is an honorable woman. She's concerned with righteousness. She's concerned with godliness. She's concerned with what is right in honoring the Lord. Strength and honor are her clothing. This is not a woman who's going to run around with little clothes on. This is not a woman who's going to go to the beach and run around in a bikini. This is not a woman who's going to sit in a place where there's vile things taking place. This is a godly lady. Strength and honor are her clothing. Notice these words, and she shall rejoice in time to come. This verse gives me the insight that it doesn't mean every day is a good day. It doesn't mean every day is an easy day. It doesn't mean everything is always pleasant and the sun's always shining. It lets me know that troubles exist. But as this woman yields to, obeys and follows the Lord, she shall rejoice in time to come. She will reap what she sowed. Notice with me verse number 26. She opened her mouth with wisdom and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She's kind and she's sweet and she's in control of her speech. I'll never forget when Mary and I were on deputation raising support. We would rotate driving because sometimes we would drive really far. One day Mary was driving and, and this car come by and they were cursing and being vulgar to Mary and being mean and hateful and, and because she was driving the speed limit. Well, they're acting like that. I'm like, love, chase that fool down. I got something to say to him. Well, Mary, she, she's just like, that's not nice. And she just keeps driving. And she's like, the Lord will take care of it. I wanted to take care of it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Look with me in 1 Peter chapter 3. 
First Peter chapter three. Notice the Bible said in Proverbs, she opened her mouth with, with, with wisdom. And in her tongue is a law of kindness. kindness. Ladies, I want to ask, how's your speech? This, this woman's heart isn't full of wickedness and she's just lying in her speech. No, no, look at her life. This is all flowing out of her heart. This woman loves God. But look with me in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 4. Well, let's just start in verse number 1. Likewise, ye wives... Be in subjection to your own husband, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives. Well, the Bible tells you right there, ladies, if your husband's not saved, you want him to get saved, that's how you do it. It tells you to be this woman in front of him. It doesn't say to go preach at him. It doesn't say to go pick him apart. It doesn't say to go hit him in the head. It says to be a godly lady in front of him. And he's going to see that in your life. And it will affect him. Notice verse number two. While they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear. This word chaste means pure. You study that word pure, it means the absence of contamination. This is a godly woman. And when she lives like this in front of that wicked man or that foolish man, God is going to get his attention. Because he's going to know he's got a wife. That knows God. You might not see the difference, but God will get his attention. You trust the word of God. Verse number three and four, who's adorning? Let it not be that outward adorning of plating the hair and wearing of gold or of putting on of apparel. Now, I don't think that's saying that a lady can't try to look pretty. I'm I'm sure every lady's husband appreciates that she tries to look pretty. I don't think the Bible's saying that you can't do that. But the Bible said that's not the focus. That's not what's important. But right here it said, verse number four, but let it be the hidden man of the heart. And that which is not corruptible, even that which is, or even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. This woman whose price is far, above rubies. This is the type of lady that she is. Notice, let's continue to read. For after this manner, in the old time, the holy women. So that'd be Esther. That'd be Sarah. That'd be the ladies of the word of God in the Old Testament. The holy women, also who trusted in God, adorned themselves, being in subjection unto their own husbands. Look with me in Proverbs chapter 11. Proverbs 11, verse number 22. As a jewel of gold in a swine's snout, so is a fair woman, which is without discretion. In South Carolina, that means a woman who looks pretty and isn't godly is like a ring in a pig's nose. Verse number 27. She looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. This lady's busy for the Lord. She's sincere 
and her heart is full of love. Verse 28, her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praiseth her. This woman, she's blessed and she's praised. She's not blessing herself. And she's not, she's not praising herself, but others are. The next verse is actually the Bible verse I read where God told me that Mary was the girl for me. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Ladies, this is what God desires for every woman to be. Not just to do virtuous things, but to excel. To excel in being this woman. Not to yield to a few of these verses, but to give yourself wholly to the Lord in all of what God said here. Verse number 30, favor is deceitful and beauty is vain. Ain't that the truth? You ever met a woman who thinks she looks good? They're all trying to change their hair color and their skin color and paint their nose. Y'all know it's true. I'm just joking. But favor is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Ladies, you want to know where the true beauty is? It's when you have a heart that's sold out to the Lord. That's fully dedicated to the things of God. Verse number 31. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. This woman is praised and recognized because she's reaping fruit from being a lady that's yielded to the Lord. As we read through these verses... I can see what I don't see in society all around me. Ladies, the world needs you. The absence of godly women is why society is in a mess. The Bible tells in, in the book of Titus, if you'll flip over there with me. Titus chapter number two. Verse number three. The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness. Not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet. You know, you know what you see out in society? A lot of loud and obnoxious women. The Bible says bad things about loud and obnoxious women. To be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Those words really grip my heart there. That the word of God be not blasphemed. I, I, I'm trying to speak very gently tonight on purpose. But a woman who is not yielded to what God said is blaspheming the doctrine of the Lord. Ladies, if you're saved, daddies, your little girls that you're raising, this is what God wants them to learn. This is how God wants them to be raised. But as I look around, I see 
Proverbs chapter 7, verse 11. Proverbs chapter 7, verse 11. She is loud and stubborn. Her feet abide not in her house. That's a condemnation from God. That's not a compliment. This is not what God desires. I don't know if you know who Kenny Baldwin is, but me and Mary in, 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 in Korea, we, we would, our church was in Korean. So on Mondays and Thursdays, we'd turn everything off and listen to English preaching. And one night, Mary picked a message by Kenny Baldwin called 10 Characteristics of a Godly Woman. And he got to this about the meek and quiet spirit. And he was imitating some of his church members saying, well, they don't have a, uh, they don't have a meek and quiet spirit. And he said, hey, the Bible said it's the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit. So hang it on. It's something that has to be applied intentionally. But then I see the loose standards. Loose standards. 1 Timothy chapter 2, please. 1 Timothy chapter 2. Beginning in verse 9. In like manner also that women adorn themselves in modest apparel. So I'm told through study that this means a long, loose, and fitting, a garment let down. In modest apparel. But notice the next word, with shamefacedness. With shamefacedness. What a word to study. This word carries the meaning of being bashful, modest, reverent, and having an excess of modesty. An excess of modesty. So not living on the line of what is okay. But having an excess, an overflowing abundance of femininity and modesty. That's how God would have his women to be. But then as I look around, I see love for worldly things, not love for the Lord. It's so sad. It's so sad. Society's impact, our society has been impacted greatly because of the lack of a godly woman. You know, when a godly lady walks in the room, everybody notices it. Everybody takes, people stand up when a godly lady walks in the room. And then we all know this leftist movement, the fight against feminism. Friends, God created a woman to be feminine. That's not a curse. That's part of her beauty. Now, I always jokingly said if I had a little girl, she'd wear pink dresses and she'd be able to field strip an AR-15 in 30 seconds. There's nothing wrong with that. Amen. But you find society is, is fighting against godly women. 
fighting against what God would have a godly woman to be. The liberal career woman. Do I think it's wrong for a lady to have a job? Not necessarily. But the Bible's very clear. She's to be a keeper at home. I didn't say that. God said it. If your home is fully kept and, and you could do something else and your husband's okay with it, that's between you and God. But if you're not keeping the home, that would include keeping the children. Preacher I know over in Korea brought out an interesting point. People say, my wife had to get a job so we could pay the bills. But when the wife works, really all they pay for is the daycare service and the new car that they bought. They didn't really pay anything else. Many ladies mention that they feel imprisoned being trapped at home. But these ladies, they're, they're raising their kids. They're raising arrows that are going to go out into the world and affect people for the glory of God. But you see, when that lady's absent and those kids are not raised that way for the glory of God, you know what's felt all their life? The absence of a godly woman. Then I think about this. The light of God's way is being extinguished by unnatural things. God set an order for the wife. God set an order for the children. God set an order for the women. But all of society's fighting against it. And friend, it's not crept into the church. It's knocked the doors open and just walked in. Jude said to earnestly contend for the faith. This is part of the faith. Having godly women in the church. And don't worry, men, I'm preaching at us next. But having godly women in the church is vital. It's vital. Then I think of this. The love for their family is absent. God put a natural desire and love in the heart of ladies for their family. But society, the world, the flesh, and the devil, they creep in and seek to produce a lust for ungodly things and to go against the way of God. So as we read these passages of scripture, and we all see this around society, I think of what kind of ladies we do need. First of all, we do need ladies that are saved. Dear lady, if you're here tonight and you're not saved, it'd be the greatest honor of this evening to see somebody here at Tabernacle take the word of God and show you how you could be saved. Please don't, please don't die and go to hell. The Lord and Savior Jesus Christ died to keep you out of hell. And he said if you'd come to him and call on him for salvation, that he'd save your soul. Not only do we need saved ladies, we need sweet ladies. The men ain't all that sweet. But there's something about the sweetness of a godly lady and how she affects an atmosphere. Yes. Amen. God designed it that way. I mean, think about it. What if it was only men in here and only men singing in the choir? It'd be just brute and nasty. <laughs> Ladies sweeten up everything. God designed it that way. But then we need soft ladies. Feminine. Feminine ladies. Many ladies, even in the church, trying to rebel against what God wrote. 
But God designed it this way. Remember, she's supposed to be shamed-faced, excessive in her bashfulness, excessive in her modesty, excessive in her reverence unto God. Not living on the line, but completely sold out to her Lord. You remember the book of Song of Solomon? You find in the book of Song of Solomon that Shulamite woman, and she's so in love with the Savior. And there, she's so in love with the shepherd. And there comes one trying to steal her heart. But it's not possible. Because her heart is so focused on that shepherd. Ladies, that's where God wants your heart focused. Men, that's where God wants our heart focused. That's where God wants the heart of the church focused. On the shepherd, amen. And just to be clear, the Lord is our shepherd. Amen. Then we need ladies, and this is God's design, submissive ladies. God designed it that way. It's a powerful force to see a woman yield her will unto the Lord and let him guide things. It's a powerful force. But then we need separated ladies. Ladies separated unto the Lord and ladies separated from ungodliness. We need ladies that are servant-hearted. We need ladies that are scripturally, scripturally saturated. Ladies, God, he said, let the woman, women learn. You see other religions, you see how Islam treats women. We met a girl in Korea from Saudi Arabia who got saved. And, and she was so enamored by the fact that she wasn't treated so vilely wicked anymore. When she came to the house of God. Other, other religions like Islam, they don't let the women learn. They just tell them that, they're, that they're, she told us that, that they told them that women are sinful and shameful. I said, why? She said, they don't tell us. They just tell us that's what we are. How wicked. Amen. Amen. God wants you to know the word of God. Amen. Amen. But we need strong ladies. You remember Esther? She was facing death. Seeking the Lord for her people. She wasn't weak. She was a lady. She was surrendered under the way of the Lord. And she was strong. Then may I say this. Steadfast ladies, sincere ladies. I thought about Miss Hedrick. Y'all remember Miss Hedrick shouting it out in the choir? Amen. Some shouting ladies. There's nothing wrong with that. They say, I remember hearing Brother Mark Strout said that people would come to his church. And I don't know if you know Brother Mark Strout, but they, they get on the mountaintop quite often. And the ladies get to shouting and testifying in the church. And somebody come to his church and said, now preacher, we like everything about your church except the women shouting. You see, 1 Corinthians 13 says, and 1 Corinthians 14 says, and he said, now let me stop you right there, good neighbor. That's talking about preaching, prophesying in tongues. That's not talking about singing and shouting and worshiping the Lord. We need some supplicating ladies, ladies that pray. Then I thought about Ezekiel 22.30. God said he sought for a man that would stand in the gap. He couldn't find one. I'd say this, ladies, God's seeking for a godly woman. A godly woman to stand in the gap. 
There's a major absence in society. There's a big impact and it's felt all around because of the absence of a godly lady. Surrendered ladies, sanctified ladies. Who can find a virtuous woman? Where's she at? She's very rare. For her price is far above rubies. Her value is very high. I pray that the testimony of our church would be that we have a church full of them. Amen. A bag full of gems. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, may the will of the Lord be done in this hour. I pray for the women of this church and the young girls and and, and the the men too. God, I pray we'd all serve you for the glory of God. May the will of the Lord be done tonight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter. I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will. While I am waiting, yielded and still. Have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Search me and try me, Master, today. Whiter than snow, Lord, wash me just now, as in thy presence. Humbly I bow, have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Wounded and weary, help me, I pray. Power, all power, surely is thine. Touch me and heal me, Savior divine. Have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Hold o'er my being, absolute sway. Fill with thy spirit. Till all shall see Christ only always living in me. Have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Thou art the potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will. While I am waiting, yielded and still, have thy
thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Search me and try me, Master, today. Whiter than snow, Lord, wash me just now, as in thy presence, humbly I bow. I love the Lord, don't you? Amen. We got Sister Lisa Staten. Lisa Staten, she's been visiting the church for, for 18 weeks, and she come up to me last week, and then we talked after the morning service this morning. Now, now, you've been saved, yes? Yes, and, and, and tell us a little bit about when you got saved. Well, um, it was like, um, sorry, it was like when I was 16 years old. Okay. And she, she had told us that um, she has been baptized after she got saved in an independent Baptist church. Is that correct? Yes. And so she wants to come tonight and join Tabernacle Baptist Church by statement. So do we have a motion? Brother Gillette, we've got a second. All, anybody for it? Amen. Anybody against it? Okay. Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to Tabernacle. So um, she can't walk really well. So when church is dismissed, I'm going to just have you sit right here, Miss Lisa, and y'all come by and welcome her to Tabernacle, okay? And then this brother over here, he's her friend, and, and he, um, he wants to join Tabernacle eventually. He's been saved, but he's never been baptized, so we have to take care of that first. You don't have to come, Miss. Okay. All right. Have Ms. a Lisa would be fine. All right. God bless you. Amen. Um, are we off, Brother James? Okay. Amen.